Hello and welcome to The Loudspeaker, your definitive guide on how to scale your startup. This first tip for every fintech startup is what are the media and press saying about us, how are we being perceived by these people? PR stunts are any activities that allow you to engage with the audience. I don't agree with the fact that our publicity is good publicity. Here is where we talk to communications professionals from all around the world to let you know what are the best practices and cool ideas that you can implement for your startups. Hello and welcome to The Loudspeaker, your definitive guide on how to scale your startup. I'm Sam Breakgear, podcast specialist here at Publicize. I'm Fraser Gillis. I'm a member of the Publicize marketing team. How you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm all right. I am. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm a bit fluey, which is it's a scary time to be fluey. It's good to know now we've started recording this podcast together. Um. <coughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> How are you doing, Fraser? Yeah, not too bad. Got that uh, Friday feeling. So <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Friday feeling. <laughs> you sound like one of those uh, n- late night um, radio presenters that and is just coming up to. Friday. And that was that. That was my job in another <laughs> career, alive. You could do that. I can hear that. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about um, the ROI of PR, and it seems that we're probably going to cover some pretty basic topics when it comes to PR and marketing in general. But I think that's kind of necessary given the topic. Well, would you like to start off by explaining what are some of the misconceptions people have when it comes to measuring the ROI of PR? Um, yeah, sure. So I think for me, one of the most common misconceptions online anyway, is that there's a one size fits all measurement that you can use to um, measure ROI. So there's a few principles out there, such as the advertising value equivalency and the earned media value function, which is um, both of them are fine, but really it doesn't paint the whole picture of the ROI of, of a given PR tactic. So I'd say that's pretty problematic when you're trying to um, assess whether something is worthwhile doing or not uh, within PR. Ultimately, I'd say that ROI of PR is a lot more nuanced and it really depends on what kind of PR strategy you want to run and how that aligns with your business objectives. Cool. And kind of following on from that, when you said, like, what are your business objectives? Like, what are the different PR tactics? And, like, why do they require different measurements? Why can't you just be like, we got a, we got 40, a score of 40 on our ROI PR? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be nice to just say that, wouldn't it? And we could all go home, drink some champagne. And, you do know. you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? It's a bit of a tangent. Yeah. Have I you do. seen the episode when they're doing the berries and they're like, oh, your stress levels are at 36. <laughs> they're like, 36? Is, is that high? That's really high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like, um, yeah, why can't it just be like that where it's like you just have a number and summarize it and all, all of that? I, I totally agree. What is that? What they call the... the it's the, like some mountain berries. Yeah, the, the mountain berries. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would really help us out a lot, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, yeah, our ROI PR is not quite like that because people quite like to know where their money goes, I suppose. I feel like in today's world, we, we're constantly trying to find shortcuts or, um, you know, easy, easily understandable answers to things. And 
yeah, unfortunately, PR just doesn't like that. Um, and it really is yeah, dependent on what it is that you're trying to achieve as a business. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a whole number of different uh, tactics you can do to grow your business. You can uh, start your own blog, for example, like doing things like podcasting and webinars. You can guest on other people's podcasts. You can write guest articles, do interviews. Um, yeah, there's a whole host of things, and each of these things um, provides value to your company in different ways. Just taking podcasting as an example, since we're on one, podcasting is a great way to demonstrate your credibility as like an industry practitioner. Whether you're guesting or hosting your own, it demonstrates real value, and I suppose your social proof to your listener base. This isn't necessarily for increasing, you know, your business's exposure, although that is a really beneficial secondary point. But taking this, um, a KPI for me in terms of podcasting would be something like your repeat listener base, so the number of subscriptions you have. That's a good indicator whether your podcast is a successful strategy, is something that you should keep doing, and not the amount of um, people that are looking at your podcast landing page or people that are just on your site in general, like your general site traffic. Like I think that's, that's a common error that people make. They try and take one kind of PR tactic and then will associate with other parts of their business when actually that's not, that's not a good indicator of whether you've got good ROI and something. How do you measure things which are like harder to measure? So obviously you mentioned about the podcast uh, as an example, and if you've got like listeners and subscribers, then that's great. But say if your goal is to like build brand uh, awareness or to educate like how do you know if you're doing that because i suppose you could do a podcast like take this podcast for example it could be entertaining but maybe it's not that educating so we might build up listeners but then maybe we're not achieving our goal does that make sense yeah absolutely i think that's a really good point actually you know the purpose of us doing the loudspeaker i feel is not to sit and have a laugh even though even as much as we might want to do that, um, yeah, our point is to add value to the listeners and you know show that we're a company that really cares about what we do and we strive for for quality. So that yeah, that's that's a nice segue into into what the meat of the matter is to me. You know, like PR tactics should be kind of defined in terms of the of your business's objectives, and then you kind of just use ROI to tell the story, as it were. For example, if you want to build some exposure for your business, you could engage in some earned media, try and write some guest articles to get some valuable backlinks into your site, or you could develop your own media um, by producing valuable content like blogs or you know, guides like we do, or even resources like ebooks. And like to me, this is at the start of the consumer journey. This means that the people that you're reaching out to haven't necessarily heard of your business. So how you measure whether this tactic has been successful or not is not going to be how many customers you have at the end of this journey of this tactic necessarily. These are people that, yeah, that have just, you're just stuck at the start of the relationship with them. So you would use something like impressions, click-through rate, i.e. the ratio between people seeing a link to a particular page or your website on Google and then clicking on that. And then like how they engage with the page, like are they uh, viewing the page for a very long time in terms of like the amount of content that's on it. Are they bouncing off this page immediately? Are they navigating through your site some more? Um, yeah, 
that, that that's what I would kind of say in terms of like kind of coming back to the nuanced thing about how ROIPR is very much dependent on um, what you're trying to achieve. If you're interested in seeing how Publicize can grow your startup, sign up for a free PR assessment on our website. And for a limited time only and exclusive to the loudspeaker listeners, we're giving subscribers a month free on a 12-month Publicize contract. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash lspromo. That's publicize.co slash lspromo. You mentioned something earlier, which we, we discussed before the podcast, where you said about how there could be overlap in like ROI, so like how you measure it. So I think you gave the example of um, like collecting emails, but then collecting information. Would you be able to elaborate on that? Like, are, is there a lot of overlap in the sense of like, do you often see that what you're measuring for one tactic is similar to another tactic, or is it quite separate? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it this or is it that? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess a lot of what you do feeds into the next uh, thing that you're trying to achieve, I suppose, right? So as I'm talking about this journey, this journey is connected by a sequence of steps, right? So mm-hmm. we've just talked there about developing your own media, like a blog post, for example. How do we evaluate a blog post, ROI, PR, and seeing the number of... Uh, impressions that gets on Google, the number of people that end up viewing that page, how they then interact on that page. Like, that's a good indicator of whether that blog has any intrinsic value to the person reading it. But then that then links on to whether people sign up for, I don't know, an email, a, a newsletter or something, right? So mm. like, when people have engaged with your content, you know, they're, they're not familiar with their site, with your site, and they like your product, service, or message enough that they're willing to give their personal information, for example, an email address, so that they can learn more about your company, learn more about what you do. So for example, something like that, something like impressions might not necessarily be a good indicator, but certainly the number of people that are then sending or uh, filling out their details to to send up for, for a newsletter, that blog has some kind of partial impact on that. Therefore, the metrics you use have to there has to be some kind of, as you say, overlap there. You have to think about it in terms of, okay, right, well, what's the, what's the, what's the traffic on my site doing? You know, the, this blog has brought in X number of people into the site now, and now we're seeing an X number increase in people signing up for the newsletter. So that definitely follows on, if that answers your question. I'm yeah, not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It does. Um, and then next question for you, I'd be interested to know, can you give an example of how Publicize has been original in its thinking when it comes to the ROI of PR? Funny you ask that, I, I can give an example there. So a few months back, well, we were just bouncing around ideas around what ROI of PR actually really means and um, you know, how, do, how do we assess this, how do we value it as a company so that we know we're giving our clients a quality service and we all agreed that something like Domain Authority Score is a really good indicator of the value of a, of a website, right? So for those people that aren't quite sure what domain authority score means, it's like a rough indicator of where your content, i.e. Your, your website or the pages on your website will rank in uh, uh, Google, Google searches for a particular keyword. So for example, like anything above 40 to 50 is like a good indicator of 
um, that your website has some, some real value and will rank relatively high for keywords that you're trying to target for uh, searches on Google. Now, there is no kind of set formula to this. People like, I say people, companies like uh, Moz and SEMrush, they have their own way of uh, measuring DA scores. And yeah, it's kind of difficult to predict what those algorithms are. But what we do know is those algorithms are, are pretty accurate, they're pretty smart. Um, but just unfortunately, they won't give it give us the, the algorithms. So, <laughs> so we, we kind of sat around and thought about like, okay, well, how do we evaluate domain authority increase? Uh, like, what is the value of that going from like a score of like one to two in comparison to uh, ninety nine to one hundred? Mm. Little like point of interest here, like it scales to one hundred. So ninety nine to one hundred is exponentially more difficult than ranking from like one to two. So we decided to make our own, basically. We made our own domain authority uh, Roy function. And so basically that also scales to 100 and we've basically given a unique value to each step that um, a company would go up. Like when they, when they increase in domain authorities, for example, we had a client that their domain authority increased from, I believe, five to 23 in a, a matter of like months, which is pretty incredible. So we've attributed a value to that and then try to communicate that in a, in a way to the, to the client that they will understand the, the value of something like that. And it proves to ourselves that we're doing the right job. You know, we're running the right tactics for our clients because we're, we're starting to see that they're appearing higher on Google, Google searches and they're getting more visibility from that. More people are seeing their site. Hopefully that means that more people are interacting with their site and then more people are converting into becoming, you know, opportunities and actual customers for them. Yeah. And that's reassuring to know because I remember when I first started out in Publicize like years ago and I was kind of like, how do you measure this? You get in the news and then what? What does it mean for the company? Like how does that, how do you actually know if you're getting something back? So it's good that there's clearly methods that you can track to, to see how well you're doing or where your money's going. But um, the last question I have for you, do you have any advice for those that want to avoid making mistakes when it comes to measuring ROI? Like what are some obvious things that someone should avoid when they're trying to measure the ROI of their PR? Well, obviously, um, just going back to what we said before about this one size fits all idea, you want to avoid that and, and think about it quite carefully about what your objectives are, why you're running that particular tactic, and then letting um, ROI kind of uh, uh, dictate the success or, or failure of that and you know thinking hard about what those individual metrics actually mean and how people's interactions like define those uh, metrics but specifically I'd like to talk about something like about backlinks so okay. backlinks are kind of a bit of a holy grail in SEO they really add a lot of uh, value to your site if you've got a, a domain that's of high value and backlinks into your site. It tells Google that your site has worth, uh, which pushes your content higher up in uh, uh, Google searches. So there's, there's, there's a clear need and intent for companies to try and get backlinks. But as we obviously publicize, not all backlinks are created equal. In actual fact, some of these backlinks can be quite harmful for your site. So, you know, there's, there's some key indicators or like key um, red flags that you should look out for. For example, if you're having to pay for a backlink or if you're investing in things like link farms, like this is like black hat SEO where you're paying 
a company to just send thousands of backlinks into your site in the hope that you'll get some some link equity and you know Google will push your site higher up the Google searches like uh, Google's much smarter than that nowadays and will just penalize you for that essentially also sites that are irrelevant to your own like you know if you've got a health tech company and you've got uh, loads of backlinks from I don't know, baseball blogs. It's, <laughs> it's probably going to tell Google, like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, why, why are there so many baseball people interested in your health tech product? Obviously, sites with lower domain authority scores than yours, that's not always a bad thing, but it's not going to really help push your site uh, too far up uh, Google searches. And also, if there's a lot of like backlinks on a page within which you have a backlink to your own site, like that's you're not going to get too much link equity from that. So you're really looking for sites that, you know, you've got a unique backlink on, they've got, you know, a high level of traffic, you know, it's a relevant publication, a high domain authority score, and like all those kind of feed into each other. So if you can see one of them uh, or one or two of them on that page, you know, that it's relevant and has a, a high DA score, that will inform you that the, the others probably fall in line. Fair enough. I mean, from what I get from that is there's no shortcuts. Like if you want um, a high domain score, if you just want to be able to see the ROI of PR or, or you, you want to be successful in this, you've got to put in the work, right? 100%, yeah. Like most things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, PR, I guess, is no different. Awesome. Well, that's everything from my end today. Thank you so much for joining me, Fraser. And until next time, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for having me on, Sam. Awesome.